0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host Bryant Barbacoa Corgan, joined as always by Andrew Queso Dobes and Brendan Blackbeans Pika. <laughs> hey. I, really I like I time. like this theme. I really right. enjoy Thanks. it. Make your guess. Well, well okay, so Okay, you my, go, Brendan. My guess is Chipotle. Yeah. But up to you. Right, I don't know what your broad. guess
1: is, Andrew. It could be more broad. I was just going to say Mexican cuisine.
0: Oh, uh, Brendan, as always, you are near and dear to my heart. It is Chipotle and ingredients to the perfect burrito. This is our week 13 recap episode, where, as the name implies, we will be recapping week 13's games. Uh, A little intro to the podcast. Andrew and I every week Mm -hmm. have a little competition to see who can predict the most games, I call it the precog game prediction competition to make it as wordy as possible. Yeah, I did win last week pretty heartily on the backs of Andy Dalton, the Packers and the Vikings being Vikings, which each of those by themselves brought me so much joy. So thank you to the Bengals, Andy Dalton, for all that you do. Andrew, you still lead the series. I have three overall wins. You have four. There's still time for me to come back and
1: win overall. Gosh, dang it. That's what I want to do. Yeah, I think I think I should probably
0: start trying now. Here's the deal. I just need to agree with you on everything except the Packer game. And Packers will win the rest of their regular season games. So I think that'll be if I want to play it smart. That's what I'll do. Yeah, but what if I pick the Packers? Are you going to disagree and pick the opposite? I just feel like your heart won't let you do that. You, it, chose, it, the, you chose the Giants to be the Packers. Yeah. So really, is there a floor to how low you think of the Packers?
1: Yeah, that one was, uh, looking back, I probably shouldn't have done that one, along with Oakland beating the Chiefs. Yeah, uh,
0: and also doubting Andy Dalton. Had I still little
1: faith. Andy Dalton.
0: I'm sure people don't care as much about our pettiness, uh, yeah. so I think it might be fun to do A quick little comparison here. That's my personal favorite thing we do at Mm Barrel Athletic. Uh, So let's start with now that we're nearing fantasy football playoffs, I thought it'd be fun to list a hero who got us here and a villain who kept us out of playoffs uh, or hampered us along the way and kind of make superhero, supervillain comparisons. Uh, So, Andrew, you can go
1: first. I'm I'm excited
0: to hear what you have.
1: All right. Well, um, I got Batman and Robin, these two. Uh, it is Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews. So Ooh. at the beginning of the season I went bold and I picked Lamar Jackson in almost every single one of my leagues and then I picked Mark Andrews with in that same league. And they just whenever Lamar Jackson throws a touchdown to Mark Andrews, I basically win that win that game every week. It's amazing. They help each other out. Lamar Jackson's just better with mark andrews just like how batman's better with robin but you know they can survive on their own without him but yeah that's my little quick comparison there i got one more but i'll let you go
0: hmm. okay i was hoping for more from you i was thinking of a more dynamic duo i feel like mark andrews just isn't quite
1: robin well, level they're my he's robin level <laughs> You kidding? he's robin level he's he's good enough I, oh man, that's
0: some high praise for yeah, Robin
1: there. Couple a couple uh, <laughs> more years, then he'll be leading the Teen Titans and Mark Andrew. He'll will be become Nightwing, like, leading the the uh, tight ends, and fantasy points. So,
0: well, Andrew, I know how much you love talking about tight ends. Uh, yes, but moving on, I'll do my hero. Wow, that's, I have
1: <laughs> that's a one.
0: All right, I have Ant Man mm-hmm. is Cortland Sutton. Now, hear me out. Ant-Man, when he arrived on the scene, he was just one of the guys. He was just part of it. You didn't really expect all that much, uh, especially going into the Marvel movies. Kind of came from obscure beginnings. Not a whole lot was expected from him. You know, he kind of was behind the scenes. But here's the thing. When people relied on him, he came up big. And as soon as people realized he wasn't just a little guy, he started playing a huge factor in both the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and he got his own movie. Totally. Courtland Sutton, he got two two oh. of his own movies. Cortland Sutton, he was number two to Demarius Thomas. You know, going into the season, there wasn't really all that much excitement for him. You know, he had Joe Flacco, and then he had Freak uh, Brandon Allen, and then he had Drew Locke. He's made it happen week in, week out. He is worthy of his own movie. He is not just a sidekick to anyone. He is dependable and he is big when you need him. I picked Cortland Sutton off waivers in a couple of my leagues. That's how little people expected, but he has come through in a big way. He is a superstar and he is a hero who is helping me in all my leagues
1: this season. All right. This next player, um, it's a super villain. Um, because we did one, what one hero and now we're doing one villain. Yep. Uh, this guy's compared to Loki, and it might be an insult on Loki, um, but Antonio Brown is Loki. You expect high things from him, and he just let you down, so let me break it down here. Loki, he was doing good. He was in Asgard. He was going to be like a prince or something. He was doing great, just like Antonio Brown in Pittsburgh, right? They were fine. Then... Loki decides to go off on his own, do his own thing, just like Antonio Brown, going to Oakland. Somehow they both end up going crazy, and they become stupid and worthless, and that's it. I'm upset because I drafted Antonio Brown.
0: Wow. I um, yeah. At first, I thought you were a little off-kilter, and yeah. then you, you drew me in a little bit, and yeah. then it just ended. Because well, they both I was left wanting more. They both like went Antonio crazy,
1: Brown. and they both disappeared for like – 2-3 movies and yeah, Whoa. never to be seen again
0: uh, My next villain this one hits close to my heart and I'm still trying to grapple with how I feel about it I have my villain as the Joker and not the Joaquin Phoenix Joker, not the Jack Nicholson not the Heath Ledger the Jared Leto Joker Oh
1: gosh, is okay
0: is Aaron Rodgers what? The Joker is known as one of the best villains of all time. You know, he is on a pedestal of legendary villains. You think no matter who plays him, people are going to love the Joker. He's going to be great. Jared Leto reminds us, the Joker is not invincible. He is just a man. He's capable of bad movies or bad seasons. Rogers was drafted as a honored, all-time great quarterback Matchup proof, no matter who he goes against, it's Aaron Rodgers. You start him. And this season, he's been pretty meh. He is the seventh overall quarterback. I will give him that. But he's had huge games, and that really disguises you know how average he's been this season. I am someone who's been suffering at the hands of Aaron Rodgers. I thought I was drafting an absolute week-in, week-out stud and he is giving me an average of 19.8 points per game. That's not cutting it. That's not what I expected. Jared Leto, Aaron Rodgers, high expectations. We are reminded that even legends can disappoint. There you go. I like
1: that one. That,
0: like one that one hurt. Uh, those are our superhero comparisons. I think mm-hmm. we may have gotten a little out the deep end with that, so we can mm-hmm. just jump right into the Week 13 recap. Starting with the Tennessee Titans, my least favorite team in the my NFL. favorite team. Against the Indianapolis Colts. I'm just going to guess against the Titans every single week because I hate them. I'm uh, going to guess
1: for but... the Titans because they're amazing.
0: <laughs> There's your free Seven win five, each dude. and every week. They crushed it this week. You know, Ryan Tannehill continues to look great. Derek Henry continues to be a workhorse. Other than that, you know, they don't really have a tight end presence. Giannu Smith, I'm not that interested in. AJ Brown is he a viable starter moving forward?
1: Uh, still no for me. <laughs> Gotta <to> be honest, <laughs> it's at that point in the season where you know you are in playoffs. You want someone who you know are gonna get you points. And to me, AJ Brown's not that person. He's not that you know. He's he's too inconsistent. So he's only got only got three receptions for forty five yards this game. It seems like it was all Derrick Henry and Tannehill kind of splits it up among all these random people. You know, Khalif Raymond got a touchdown and. You know, Adam Humphrey's got one. So I I don't think AJ Brown is good enough to be on my fantasy team.
0: Yeah, he kind of has this uh, Kenny, obviously not to this extent, but he's kind of got a Kenny Galladay kind of yo-yo. These are his last four games, 6, and 10. He's really yo-yoing with yardage, targets, Mm -hmm. touchdowns. So, He's not somebody I would necessarily be relying on, um, but I think he's a worthwhile dart throw. He is involved in this offense, and I do think he's the wide receiver one on this offense. Uh, And he's shown he does have those big blow-up games and that kind of potential. So if I had to choose a Titans wide receiver, it would be A.J. Brown and Ryan Tannehill. Moving forward, I think he is a legitimate quarterback one stream. Uh, As much as I doubted him, as much as I like to tease him for his tenure with the Dolphins. He's capable, you know, he's rushing it consistently. He's being effective, throwing the ball in this game. He had 182 yards, two touchdowns. Um, This will continue to be the Derrick Henry show. You know, let's not get away from that. Derrick Henry had 26 carries this offense. They're more successful when they feed Derrick Henry and Derrick Henry is more successful when you feed Derrick Henry. Um, But no Tannehill is playing well enough that it elevates this whole offense Uh, And this team kind of went from a team nobody was excited about to really being pretty relevant for fantasy football. I just wish they had a capable tight end. So Tannehill, I think, could be a league winner. Um, If you are in a position where you feel the need to have a backup quarterback in case something happens to your starter, I think Tannehill is capable and also a stream. You know, if you've been, you know, I guess Frankensteining together a quarterback throughout the season, he's got a pretty good, uh, next lineup of matchups so he's worthwhile for sure he's been playing well and he's earned our trust
1: yeah, uh over I, to the oh i yeah, agree i was here. just gonna say you gotta look at uh titans schedule coming up they got oakland which has a terrible secondary texans which surprisingly have an even worse secondary and then the saints which are actually middle of the table so i really like ryan Tannehill as a as a streamable option in the playoffs
0: yeah and over to the colt side of the ball This was a a pretty gross game for everyone. Um, Jacoby Brissett is the king of mediocrity. Jonathan Williams was a gigantic letdown. Uh, Andrew, I know you were burned. He was one of your starts of the week. Yep. You know, eight carries for 14 yards. I cannot really sure coat that. And he might have been a a weak loser for you. Do you have any explanation for that? Or do you think it was just game flow?
1: I... I have no idea. I mean, it could be, you know, they tried to play catch up against the Titans. Titans took an early lead, so they tried to throw the ball more, which didn't work out. But, you know, Jordan Wilkins got – yeah, Wilkins got the most the majority of the carries. Got 11 carries, 47 yards. So I have no idea what's going on here uh, in Indianapolis, but I don't want any part of their rushing game anymore. We've seen these signs from, you know, from Pittsburgh a couple weeks ago and from Detroit. I don't want to, to worry about any of these guys until I, I know that there's a clear-cut starter.
0: Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Um, you know, we've seen that a lot this season in the NFL, just kind of that revolving door of running backs. Uh, and it's, it was interesting. This season, people really did put an emphasis on getting elite receivers. Uh, and that's kind of been a letdown this season. And I think yeah. next year there's going to be a re-emphasis on the importance of elite running backs. Uh, because you see, you know, if you, you know, don't uh, invest in a good running back, you're stuck with Jonathan Williams. You're stuck with Ronald Jones. You know, these players who you just, oh my God, you just don't know what to do with them. You know, they, week to week it changes. And unfortunately it makes sense in NFL football, you know, rotating these running backs around. Yeah. Uh, but for fantasy football, it's just a kick in the pants. Um, so Jonathan Williams let you down. Do you have – how confident are you in starting him next week on a scale of 1 through 10?
1: Uh, one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, he, you know, it, I didn't see – this is, is like worst-case situation for him. He didn't get as many carries uh, as we thought he would, and he didn't do anything with those carries. He averaged 1.8 yards per carry that's terrible so when you got a guy like Jordan Wilkins do it playing better than him and even Hines got a touchdown so I I think I don't know what to do with them and I think the Colts don't really know what to do with them so I think it, they're just going to be just splitting time and I don't think that he's going to do good enough to get any relevant fantasy points
0: Yeah, I think he's still rosterable. Um, However, if you need to pick up a backup running back, backup quarterback, especially now that we're in the playoff hunt, I think he is on that roster bubble for sure. And I am not starting him with any level of confidence moving forward. Uh, It is too risky at this point. On the flip side, a player that really stepped up in a major way was Jack Doyle. T.Y. Hilton is continuing to deal with injury. Zach Pascal is the leading wide receiver on this team, which means Jack Doyle is going to be the old reliable option. And he delivered again, this Colts offense really does target, uh, you know, the tight end in a pretty major way. You know, they did that with Andrew Luck, uh, Mm -hmm. Dwayne Allen and Jack Doyle were just, I'm not gonna say a huge factor, uh, but they had some really good years with Andrew Luck and this offense because it really does feature the tight end. Uh, And with Eric Ebron being an IR Jack Doyle is the only show in town. And I think as gross as it sounds, I think Jack Doyle might be the number one receiving option in this offense. I think he is too. Yeah. So I I think Jack Doyle is a legitimate tight end one uh, Mm -hmm. rest of season. I think he's a start no matter what he had six receptions for 73 yards and a touchdown. He's not a athletic Marvel, but he's big enough. He can catch well enough where he is a tight end worth starting. He's going to be targeted in the red zone and in the tight end landscape, touchdowns are king.
1: Yeah, and he is only owned in 43% of leagues, so you know, keep an eye out for that. Uh, Anybody else you feel is worth mentioning from the Colts? I mean, do we want to talk about Zach Pascal, or is he just not relevant enough? Because to me, not really. I still don't think he's good enough. I think he's like A.J. Brown, where he just yo-yos a lot. Yep, yeah, I'm with you. I don't want that going into the playoffs. I want to You know, I I feel like I'm at that point where I want to go with a safer option.
0: Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, You know, it's one of those weird dart throw scenarios. You know, if you have that flex spot on your team, you just don't know what to do with. You can roll with players like A.J. Brown, Debo Samuel, Zach Pascal. You know, it's going to come down to matchup. So Mm -hmm. Pascal, you know, I wouldn't be all that excited to start. uh, But against the right matchup, I think he could be usable, especially with uh, T.Y. Hilton being out. So yeah. if T.Y. comes back and is back to being regular T.Y., I have much less interest in Pascal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's he's one of those, uh, I guess, roster bubble players, yep. uh, especially going into playoffs. I agree. Uh, next up, we have the, I'd say, the hottest contested game of the week, the San Francisco 49ers falling to the Baltimore Ravens. Are the Ravens the number one team in the NFL?
1: I want to say yes. I've been hot on the Ravens this entire year. Uh, I've been just yeah. Ever since you got off the Browns bandwagon, up. yeah. Well, I mean, I was on the Browns bandwagon mm-hmm. as well. Yep. But you can look at the season predictions that we made before the season started. I predicted Ravens being top of their division. Mm-hmm. I had faith in Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews before the season started. So I'm just really happy for this team and happy that I got my predictions right. Yes,
0: yeah, so I would humble. say
1: I would say the Ravens are the most terrifying team. Yeah,
0: yeah that's valid against. for sure. That's what I would say. Um, yeah, let's start with the 49ers. Jimmy G, you know, actually, I guess I can just sum it up this way. It was a disappointing day for everyone in the 49ers, except Debo Samuel. Uh, Debo Samuel is shockingly their their number one receiver. Well, well I would
1: say the Raheem Mostert had an amazing game.
0: Oh, that's a but fair point. I guess my brain just doesn't want to register
1: that. They're, they kind of blend together, though. There are all these names that just kind of started popping up this year for San Fran that you didn't yeah, really no, you're,
0: you're playing whack-a-mole. Honestly, yeah. that, that's what it feels like. You know, add this backfield to the just endless carousel of unpredictable backfields. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tevin Coleman had five carries for six yards, one catch for nine yards. Just Yum. a horrific, horrific stat line. And certainly not what you were hoping for from what you were thinking would be an RB2. Yep. Uh, and not you in particular, just... General I kinda fantasy consensus. <laughs> kind of
1: was, though. I was really excited about him this week. I, we, I thought that he would get a, a good red zone, a lot of red zone opportunities, and he didn't.
0: Yeah, and honestly, this is a really good Ravens defense. Uh, and if none of the running backs would have done well, I think I would have felt better than what actually happened. So, Tevin Coleman just gets destroyed. Uh, Matt Burrito's hurt, so it came down to Raheem Mostert. And, Tevin Coleman didn't get hurt, he just got outplayed. Mostert yeah. had 19 carries for 146 yards and a touchdown. We've seen this all season. Burita having huge games, Mostert having big games, Coleman having huge games. It's that revolving door. Um, it's disgusting. I don't want a part of it. But right now, is in your opinion, is Raheem Mostert the 1A in this gross situation?
1: Yeah, I think he's the 1A for San Fran. I think this game kind of proved it. Um, but... I, he's just too inconsistent for me that I don't want to, again, it's like you explained, this is that running back situation where, you know, it's whack-a-mole one week. Mostert is, you know, has an amazing game. And then the next week it's going to be all Coleman. Then Matt Burita comes back and who knows what's going to happen. So I would say at this point, Mostert is the 1A, but I don't want any part of it.
0: Yeah, I, I think Raheem Mostert must be uh, people's number one waiver claim this week. This is a really good offensive line. And if you have their starting running back, uh, that's going to be valuable. I think burita is going to be the RB2. Uh, he's going to continue to have value, more value in PPR leagues. But I think he's a solid flex when he's fully healthy. But yeah, you know, Mostert outplayed Coleman against a really good team. You know, his play, I think, warrants uh, more playing time. Yeah. So I would not start Raheem Mostert. Uh, this upcoming week, but I want to roster him. And if he does it again, you could have a a fantasy league winner uh, show up just in time for playoffs. Every year we see a player go off in time for playoffs. And this year it might be Raheem Oster as unpredictable and bizarre as that sounds. Um, Yeah. Like I said, as far as receivers, there was not a whole lot going on. It was pretty much Debo Samuel. Emmanuel Sanders has been letting you down.
1: Yeah. uh, um, And George Kittle um, on him.
0: Two receptions for 17 yards. You know, it's a gross tight end landscape. Like I said earlier, he's a locked and loaded tight end one. I mean, unfortunately, you have mm-hmm. to just throw him out there. Forget about this game. He's going to be involved, and he's a talented athlete. So he's a locked and loaded. He hurt you this week, but you just keep going to the well.
1: Yeah. I'm uh, I'm really actually growing on Debo Samuel. I'm growing on him. So he's only owned 50% of your leagues. I think he's rosterable. Do you agree, or should I try to make my case?
0: You know... Let me hear you make your case.
1: Yeah, so I think, like you talked about, there's these players that kind of step it up towards the end of the season for playoffs. And I think Debo Samuel is that guy. So the last four matches, he's had two touchdowns, which were the two previous games. Uh, The matches where he didn't get a touchdown, he got over 100 yards. So 112 yards, 134 yards, four yards. And then the last two games, he got a touchdown in each. I think that you know he's the obvious number one. Uh, And I think he's rosterable. I don't think he's startable because he's got a tough matchup next week against new Orleans, but after that they're playing Atlanta. So I think that Debo Samuel is actually a pretty good option.
0: Yeah, I certainly understand where you're coming from. Um, Debo Samuel is just a player that freaks me out. I, yeah, you made a compelling case. I'm with you there. And he is absolutely rosterable. um, Starting him, I think, would take a particularly large set of cones. Um, But, yeah, no, I, you know, it really has seemed like he's taking this wide receiver one role. Uh, mm-hmm. This offense, I, I feel like, doesn't necessarily throw it enough to warrant an auto start. Um, but, yeah, you know, I guess like we've just been saying, there's this weird vein of receivers where you kind of just take a shot in the dark based on yep. matchup. You know, one week it'll be Debo, one week it'll be A.J. Brown. But no, Debo Samuel is an electric athlete, and he really can break out any single week. So I certainly see where we're coming from, and I agree. Even against New Orleans, I think he is a, f- a fine play. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think if there's anybody else worth mentioning. I don't think so. Uh, but moving over to the Ravens, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Just a freaking... St- He's a champion. Even in a bad game, he is a top five quarterback. He's just a stud. He continues to rush like a like a maniac. Over 100 yards on the ground in touchdown. Throws for a touchdown. We don't need to talk all that much about him. He's this amazing. is a really good defense. Uh, Mark Ingram falls a little short. 59 yards, no touchdown. But like we've been saying since week one, he's going to get you 42 80 yards and mm-hmm. a pretty good chance for a touchdown. So this is right in his wheelhouse. Good amount of carries, good workload. Sad he didn't get a touchdown, but I love the involvement. Uh, and against a worse defense, I think he would have had a big game. Yeah. Your Robin of the week, Mark yeah. Andrews, three receptions for 50 yards and a touchdown. He just gets it done. He's a top five tight end. Um, some would argue I'm even
1: pretty. higher than that. That's me on that someone. <laughs>
0: I won't get into that, but he is a top option for sure. Uh, Congrats to the Ravens. They made it happen against a really tough opponent, and it came down to a field goal kick from Justin Tucker. So great game. I really enjoyed watching it. Yeah, man. They got another great game
1: coming up next week. They play Buffalo. That is, if that's not going to be one of the most exciting games of the year, Josh Allen versus Lamar Jackson. Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah, I, I'm i not as excited for that. I think it's going to be a, a pretty rough game for Buffalo and a another good game for the Ravens. But yeah, it'll be an interesting matchup. Like I lovingly call him, Josh Allen is Lamar Jackson light. <laughs> also uh... Lamar Jackson white. But yeah. we won't
1: get into that. I thought that's what you were going to say. I know that
0: that's just fun. politically incorrect. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anybody else from this Ravens team you think is worth mentioning? As far as the wide receivers, that's not a that's not a game I want to play. Uh, I would no. start Mark Andrews. I'm not interested in Boinkin. Marquise Brown, Sneed. Sneed, no, no thank
1: you. They, I mean, they do have an easy matchup after Buffalo. They got the New York Jets and then the Cleveland Browns. Hey, which is, this is just a recap. But-
0: this is just a yeah.
1: recap. Not involved at all. Don't, don't get involved.
0: Moving on, we have the New York Jets who were crushed by the all-powerful, all-consuming Cincinnati Earn Your Stripes Bangles. They, they earned it. They earned it. They earned it. They ball out big time. But not really. They played fine. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was not
0: the bad. Bengals showed up and they did not look like a worthless team. You know, mm-hmm. the Red Rifle got his starting job back. Andy Dalton looks proficient, 243 yards and a touchdown. Playing with a purpose. Certainly not anything exciting, but he gets the job done. You know, he's a competent quarterback and he delivered value to all of his receiving options. Uh, Tyler Eifert showed up back to life. Tyler Boyd balls out with five receptions for 59 yards and a touchdown. I think Tyler Boyd is a legitimate wide receiver, too, moving forward. Yeah. He gets a heavy workload, and Andy Dalton really likes him. I think Auden Tate becomes relevant once again as a wide receiver, three, four-ish. Yeah, lower um, end, yeah. Four receptions, lower 66 yep. yards this game, not bad. It is worth mentioning John Ross was activated, so he is able to play Moving forward, mm, okay, excited to see how that turns out. I still like Tyler Boyd more, uh, and especially he has more PPR value. Yeah, Joe Mixon looked good 19 carries for 44 yards, not as great. However, the Jets had or have a really good rush defense. So, the fact that Mixon got 19 carries, he was able to muster 44 yards, got the touchdown, mm. and was fine through the air, added another 26 yards and four catches. Joe Mixon looks like he started out being an incredible he's bust.
1: A dumpster fire.
0: Dumpster fire. And now he's looking like a pretty competent running back two with, mm-hmm. I guess, running back one upside.
1: Yeah, he's got it. He's got it. It's weird, but I'm glad he's back and performing to at least kind of what we thought he was capable of.
0: Yeah. So if you have Joe Mixon, you held on to him. Congratulations. He shows up and is apparently ready to finish out the season strong. Hopefully. Over to the Jets side of the ball. Speaking of everything going wrong, the Jets barf. Uh, Le'Veon Bell was a kind of a sleeper pick for breakout player this season for a lot of analysts. Um, I wasn't expecting like a number one finish, but I thought he'd be a, a top ten guy.
1: Yeah, we predict top ten.
0: Yeah, he had a gross game. He had thirty two yards rushing, four receptions for thirty five yards, no touchdown against a really bad Bengals team. Huge letdown. I think the only bright spot truly was Robbie Anderson. Seven yeah. receptions for 101 yards. Pretty much half of what Sam Darnold threw overall. That's insane. Yeah, forgettable day. Jamison Crowder mm. only had eight yards on two catches. Ryan Griffin was fine um, for a tight end. I think he had 50-ish yards. You know, nothing sexy, but... yeah. Ryan Griffin, I think you can continue to go to. He's involved in this offense. And even though he should have had a big game against the Bengals, everyone should have had a big game against the Bengals. It's the
1: Bengals. There were zero wins.
0: Adam Gase and uh, Sam Darnold are becoming a quite incompetent duo. I'm sorry for Darnold. I I do think he's a good
1: quarterback, but this is not a good team. I don't get the team, man. They destroy the Raiders and then they get smoked by the winless Bengals.
0: Yeah, just no, big, they uh they're the <laughs> they're the East Coast Titans. Yeah. Yeah, no, what? this is a this is a strange Jets team. Um, and truly in playoffs, you know, I think you have to start Le'Veon Bell if you have him. Mm-hmm. I think he's better than Jonathan Williams or any other options you might pick up off the waivers. But Robbie Anderson, I would avoid. Jamison Crowder, I would avoid. This Jets yeah. team is just it fluctuates. And uh I'm not looking for that right now.
1: Not at this point. A week ago, maybe when you're trying to push for that playoff spot. But if you're in the playoffs, you got to play it safe.
0: Yeah. Uh, In recap for the Jets, still like Ryan Griffin. I think he's a legitimate high end tight end two, low end tight end one uh, spot. He's involved and that's all I can hope for. Yep. Next game we are going to recap are the Cleveland Browns who fell to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Starting with the Browns, Baker Mayfield, Baker Mania is completely gone. This is just a so-so quarterback with really good weapons. Uh, I'm not going to start Mayfield. You know, he, he's it's just gross. It's, this team isn't doing what I was hoping it would do. And I, I don't know if I can necessarily You're tell you me, yeah. what's going on. Uh, the running game is a enigma for fantasy football, productive for real-life purposes. But this Nick Chubb-Kareem Hunt split is gross. Nick Chubb, I love it. he had the workload. He had 16 carries. He had 58 yards. Had one catch for 21 yards. He was efficient, mm-hmm. but he didn't get the touchdown. The touchdown went to Kareem Hunt,
1: and that's why I love it.
0: Yeah, and Kareem Hunt ends with a, a pretty solid seven carries for 46 yards and made the most of his catches. Five catches for 19 yards and his score. I think they're both starts. Honestly, yeah. you know, they this is a good offensive line. Uh, they put it together. These are two really good players. Mm -hmm. so kareem hunt goes from obscurity to i think a a low-end rb2 Uh, and nick chubb goes from an elite running back one to a a back-end running back one in my opinion
1: yeah that's a good way to put it
0: uh jarvis landry kind of falls back to earth six receptions for 76 yards very serviceable odell beckham jr just becomes a, a lost season for that man three receptions for 29 yards that's just not good for anyone no. who drafted o- Odell Beckham Jr. My condolences. You know, you had sky-high hopes for him on this Browns offense, uh, and we were excited for it too. But it, it's it been the Landry show. Landry's been the clear wide receiver one. Odell Beckham Jr. is playing second fiddle and just really hasn't shown any chemistry with Baker Mayfield.
1: Yeah, it's kind of sad, but I'm I'm one of those people who I just don't really like drafting Odell Beckham, just, I don't know. He's one of those players that I try to avoid. Um, but, you know, we'll see what happens in the next two weeks. They got easy matchups, but, yeah, I would I would not start Odell Beckham. Shut up.
0: No, I, well, I'm still starting Odell Beckham. Shut okay. up, Andrew.
1: Yeah, we'll talk about this more in the uh, preview episode for week 14. Yeah,
0: the only thing people need to know is you're wrong. Yeah. Odell Beckham Jr. is still a really good football player. Just fantasy football hasn't turned out the case this year. Um, Over to the Pittsburgh Steelers side of the ball. Not a whole lot to mention other than Benny Snell. 16 carries for 63 yards and a touchdown. I think Benny Snell is the clear running back two in this offense. Um, If James Conner's in, you're starting Conner. If Conner's out, I think he can start Snell. You know, he's proved to be effective, and he's getting the workload. So he's one of those... In case of emergency, <laughs> start Benny Snell. Um, James Washington had a huge day. Wow. Another yeah. huge day. Uh, 111 yards and a touchdown. I The stats say he's starting to get reliable. I would beg to differ.
1: Oh, okay. He's one of
0: those big play guys. He has shown a connection with the last two quarterbacks, with Rudolph and Delvin Hodges. I'm not starting him. You know, it just seems too. I, I I'm trying to think of the right way risky? to say it. Not risky. It seems like just a bizarre situations that he scores. You know, it it seems like a an anomaly that he's producing to the level he is. Um, you know, it's like the stock market. You can't predict it to crash. Uh, you can you can say it's going to crash. You can't say when
1: (laughs) you can't tell me what day the stock market is going to crash. Just
0: that it's going to. So
1: James Washington, you don't think he can keep this up for the rest of the season.
0: Yeah. I think he's going to regress. I don't think he can keep this up. Uh, He is the clear wide receiver one in this offense. He is a very talented player, but I just don't think this, this team can, you know bolster those numbers that consistently and it could be wrong you know honestly if anybody can do it it would be James Washington mm-hmm. but yeah I, I just i'm not a believer um you know it could be lightning in a bottle he could keep it up uh, but i'm not going to be the one risking my lineup decisions with James Washington
1: i i would say if you got an open spot roster him but definitely don't consider starting him yet
0: Next up, we have the Philadelphia Eagles who lost in a shocker to the Miami Dolphins who apparently were scared off by Tua's injury and decided not to tank anymore.
1: (laughs) They got three wins this season.
0: Yeah, um, I feel silly. I started the Philadelphia Eagles defense in all my leagues. That did not turn out that great. Yeah, man. Um, As far as the Eagles... They did produce. Fortunately, this Dolphins defense continues to blow. Uh, Carson Wentz, over 300 yards passing, three touchdowns. He was very happy to see his best friend, Alshon Jeffrey, show up once again. Alshon Jeffrey played healthy, nine receptions, 137 yards, and a touchdown. Mm -hmm. Carson Wentz is still a good quarterback. You know, people are going to to rag on him for what he's done this season. He hasn't had anybody to throw to. So give him an actual receiving option like Alshon Jeffrey. They'll put up numbers as long as Alshon Jeffrey's healthy. I think he's a wide receiver too, especially in a PPR league.
1: Yeah, I agree. There's no yeah, not much to say there. <laughs> oh, Alshon sweet. Jeffrey to me Nailed is it. you know when he if he's healthy then he's a must start wide receiver too.
0: Rocking on. Miles Sanders yeah. shows up in a big way. Um, how much of it? And let me say his stat line. 17 okay. carries, great workload. He had yeah. eighty-three yards rushing, and he passed or he caught five passes for twenty-two yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Is this a changing of the guard or is this the Miami Dolphins defense?
1: Uh I think that it's it could be a little bit of both. I don't think that I think they want to change uh to Sanders I think that he his stats definitely got boosted because of the Dolphins terrible defense but yeah I, I've i like I've been growing on Miles Sanders for the last couple weeks and I did predict uh, him to get 100 rushing yards for the first time this season but you know it didn't happen um, I think it is a changing of the guard though I think that with the injuries to Jordan Howard Jay Ajayi just not performing that well because you know he's just not that good I think Miles Sanders should be the running back one from now until the foreseeable future.
0: Yeah. He's, he's been growing on me too. Um, when this offense is healthy, I think Sanders gets better. You know, when there's no receiving options, I think he, he's going to struggle. So the Alshon being back, you know, I do think Sanders gets in that RB three conversation. Um, I was kind of hoping for more against the Miami dolphins defense, but yeah, he made the most sense. of the, most of his opportunities. And he got the workload. That's the most important part. Yeah, um, yeah no, I, like I said, I think he's RB3 with the upside of an RB2. Yeah. The tight ends, I'd say both disappointed. Dallas Goddard, six receptions for 66 yards. That's fine. Uh, but Zach Ertz, three receptions for 24 yards. Gotta love Zach Ertz this season. He is just a tight end one trapped in a tight end three situation. Yeah. Yeah, it's a roller coaster. Um, I, for one, am staying on the roller coaster. I don't have, I don't think there's a whole lot of other options you'd want out there. You know, and honestly, you know, I'm not saying drop him, but if I saw him on waivers, if somebody was just so frustrated they dropped him, I'd make him my number one claim. I would freak out. I'd be so excited to get Zach Ertz. What's his upside? Yeah, you have to look at it that way. You know, even though you feel gross about it, you might want to drop him. If he was on waivers, I would run over people to pick him up. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, on the dolphin side of the ball. One man. One two uh, Okay. I'll give you three things worth mentioning. Three. Okay. Fitzpatrick is better than anybody expected.
1: Okay. Again, I have a stat for Fitzpatrick. Let's hear it. Real quick. In the last 2 weeks, there's only been one quarterback that's performed better than Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fantasy from fantasy points scored. And that man's Lamar Jackson. The last two weeks, Ryan Fitzpatrick has been the second-best quarterback. If we go back two more weeks, in the last four weeks, Fitzpatrick is number five, the fifth-best quarterback in the last four weeks. I think that he's a streamable option now.
0: Yeah, I I see where you're coming from. I would not
1: start Fitzpatrick. You wouldn't start Fitzpatrick. We've we've seen his
0: downside. I mean, how many times do you have to see this guy come out in a major way uh, and then – have these gigantic implosion type games. So I think he's a good stream. I'm not taking that away from you. However, I would rather start Tannehill. Um, Yeah. uh, Kyler Murray is somebody I'd rather start over Fitzpatrick. I don't know, man. You got to look
1: at their matchups. Their next four, their next three matchups is the jets, the giants and the Bengals.
0: That's good. Yeah. No, he's a streamer. He's a streamer. I just, I'd feel icky about it, but you know what? that power been the story to you, my friend.
1: This, yeah, it's been the story of this season.
0: Uh, Andrew's NFL equivalent, Kalen Bellage, uh, is put on IR. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was a good one. Thank you. That was Thank a good you.
0: one. He was put on IR. He averaged mm-hmm. before he got sent to IR. Do you have any guesses for what his yards per carry were this season?
1: Well, <laughs> he got zero this, this last week, three carries for... Zero uh, yards before I get injured. If I had to guess, um, oh man, I want to say like t- uh point five. Wow, uh, one point eight. Oh my goodness, that 1. is not 1. good.
0: 8 yards a carry. He averaged this season one point eight yards per carry. Oh
1: my gosh.
0: Goodbye, Kalen Bilodeau. We barely knew you and barely liked you. Um, the only other player wow. worth mentioning is just the excellence that is Devontae Parker. Oh, yeah. He balled out in a major way. He has quickly gone from fantasy football pariah to becoming a locked and loaded superstar. You know, he had 159 yards, two touchdowns. Two TDs. Oh, and great catches. You know, they weren't just left. He wasn't left wide open. He made contested catches and had significant yards after the catch.
1: That first TD as well?
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, thrilled to see it happen. Um, yeah, love the guy. I think he's a locked and loaded, leave him in your lineup and forget it. I think mm-hmm. he's right up there with Cortland Sutton. He's a wide receiver, too, and you don't think yeah. about it. He's making it happen against really good matchups.
1: And he's got Fitzpatrick thrown to him. <laughs> what else so, do you need? What else do you need? Exactly.
0: Next up, we have the Washington professional football franchise taking on the Carolina Panthers. This was a gross game, and it was so bad it literally got the Panthers' head coach fired. Kind uh, of funny. Ron Riviera, or Rivera? Rivera, Ron, Ron I Rivera, Rivera. Yeah. Riverboat Ron, as he is so affectionately called, yeah. was released from the Carolina Panthers earlier today. He lost to the Redskins, and that got him fired. Um, yeah, <laughs> just starting with the Redskins, Darius Geis. Balls oh, out in a major way, 10 carries, yeah. 129 yards, two touchdowns. He's a stud. You know, he might be a league winner. Adrian Peterson breaks out in a big way as well. Mm-hmm. Panthers were really bad against running backs, so not horribly shocking. Um, we did we did expect good production. Panthers defense is not great against running backs, but they balled out uh, in a major, major way. I think Darius Geist could be a league winner. You know, I think he'll succeed next week against the Packers. Which mm-hmm. I'm gonna be there at Lambeau this weekend. Super excited to heckle people. I'm I'm excited to heckle Haskins in person.
1: Honestly. Haskins, man. Um, if if you manage to do that, you got to record. You I'll try. Record. I'll try to take a selfie with Haskins. Yeah, that would. that be posted on our website, barelyathletic.com. Check it out.
0: I can't tell if I'm more excited to finally be at Lambeau and watch Aaron Rodgers for the first time, uh, you, or heckle Dwayne Haskins. Whoa. You ever so, been to Lambo? Never been to Lambo. first time. I've been to Lambeau. That makes me feel gross. And I don't even like the Patriots, man. Anyway, okay, moving you know, on. Yeah. Geis is nice. He's amazing. AP, I'm not starting. I think he's clear no. second fiddle, and that's not a second fiddle I'd want to take a chance on. Terry McLaurin, we hardly knew ye. Just a breakout star yeah, at the beginning of the season. Dwayne Haskins is just a, a horrible quarterback. Terry McLaurin, two receptions, eight yards. He's nowhere near my starting lineup, and I think, unfortunately, moving forward, he's going to have to rest on your bench.
1: Yep. That sums up the Redskins. Do you have anything else? I'm just happy for Darius, guys. I think I put him in my my yays last week. Didn't no, even you remember, didn't. but yeah, I'll talk about him later. Maybe you did. I don't no know. I just assume you're wrong all the he time.
0: To uh, over to the Panthers' side of the ball, Christian McCaffrey lays a stinker, a rare stinker. He rushed for only forty-four yards, seven receptions for fifty-eight yards. So in a PPR league, you know, not not terrible. And honestly, that's not terrible. That's you would like to see a touchdown, but now he's now he's average. Um, you know. I am expecting obviously big things moving forward from, from Christian McCaffrey, you know, in, in a system with Norv Turner, now that Rivera Rivera is gone, you know, it, it's going to be the McCaffrey show. You know, this team is going to need their old reliable. This is a team in transition. And I think it's really going to be the McCaffrey show, you know, and, and tell me if I'm wrong, but I, I do think that's going to be the case moving forward. Yeah. So Christian McCaffrey will be the focal point of this offense in the absence of Ron Rivera, you know, Kyle Allen, you know, he's that that weird borderline stream, but he can let you down like we saw a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. DJ Moore I think is going to continue to be a high end wide receiver too. And I think he's right up there with Cortland Sutton. You know, he had six receptions for 75 yards and a touchdown he's finally getting the touchdowns. That's been the aspect of his game. That's been missing. Uh, he yeah. is heavily involved and he is the number one target. Curtis Samuel, four receptions for 65 yards and a touchdown. He is a really good player that you really can't predict. Mm-hmm. Uh, so especially in fantasy football playoffs, I'm not going to start him if I can help it, but every week he has a chance of breaking one, uh, breaking one for a touchdown. He is a very talented player, but he's the clear wide receiver two in this offense behind DJ Moore. I'd start DJ Moore happily Curtis Samuel. I would play him uh, a little more hesitantly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I agree there.
0: Greg Olson, you know, it's tight end. Hell, (laughs) it's not great. (laughs) Greg Olson, you know, he was in a situation to succeed. Only had three receptions for 22 yards. It is what it is. Just Mm -hmm. take your lumps and move on. Any other takeaways you feel like uh, with the Panthers? this is gonna be a team in turmoil um
1: yeah yeah I can't imagine much change in in their offense at this point for the rest of the season I think they're just gonna like you said it's just gonna be all McCaffrey from now on but uh yeah not much else to say about this this team kind of surprising I was a little surprised that they fired Rivera but yeah oh I was really surprised you know oh well they're not having a good season and they need uh they need to change something so.
0: Uh, next up, we have the game of the week. The Green Bay Packers not crushed the, the, week. the New York Giants. Just like everybody, oh wait, it looks like not everybody predicted that. Oh, that's uh-uh. strange. Aaron Rodgers balls out in a big way. Two hundred forty-three yards, four touchdowns, makes it look easy. That's good. Game. You champion, Aaron Jones, huge letdown. Uh, actually, let me go back to Rodgers uh mm. Rogers, you know like I kind of did with my villain comparison love the guy to death I think he is the best quarterback of all time skills wise unfortunately you know he's a matchup quarterback at this point you know you're not or I'm not going to and I would highly recommend not starting him against tough matchups I don't think he has that in him anymore yeah. um but what he can do is absolutely crush good matchups so uh against the Giants Locked and loaded Easy. against yeah. Washington, locked and loaded. Easy. He's ticked off, and I think he knows his uh, Hall of Fame career is starting to wind down a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I think he's just going to absolutely bloody these teams to a pulp. So in good matchups, I will absolutely and happily start Rodgers as a top option uh, against harder matchups. I'll shy away. I think, unfortunately, Aaron Rodgers is now uh, in that matchup category of quarterbacks. Yep. Aaron Jones was a huge stinker this week Not both running backs were huge stinkers. They just weren't really needed. Aaron Jones, 11 carries for 18 yards. Jamal Williams, 10 carries for 41 yards. Do you have anything you want to break down with a run game? You know, this is just a team. It's a good old line. You want the starting running backs. Aaron Jones, I believe is still a, Yeah, you know, I think he's still a running back one. Uh, yeah. Jamal Williams is a RB three with upside. But it's the Aaron Jones show. Uh, he's got the Kenny Galladay yo-yo thing going. Uh, and he should have had a big game. I don't have any reason yep. for you. He didn't get hurt. You know, I have it, no idea. It didn't go no. his way, unfortunately.
1: Yeah. Do you think part of it could be due to the fact that they took the lead early on and they didn't want to risk injuring Jones, so they kind of split time with Jamal Williams? I don't. that's the only reason. Yeah, I I don't
0: think think. so. I just think Rodgers was on fire, and they just let Rodgers take this one. All right. Um, Yeah. Other good news. Devontae Adams, welcome back to being elite. Six receptions for 64 yards, two touchdowns. Yes, please, and thank you. Back to a top five wide receiver where you should have been all season long. Outside of Devonte Adams, there is no other receiving option on this team that I want. Lazard had a big game. I'm ignoring it. It is Devonte Adams and no one else, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Not even Jimmy Graham. Not even Jimmy freaking Graham. Over to the Giants' side of the ball. Saquon Barkley shows some signs of life. Granted, it was against a very bad Green Bay Packers rushing defense. But 19 carries for 83 yards. Three receptions for 32. This man is playing hurt. He's not the same person this season. Uh, I think there's a lot of people out there who got duped with Barkley this this season. I did. (laughs) Yeah. Put your hands up. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, no, I'm I'm deeply sorry for your loss. You're still starting him, but it certainly doesn't feel as good as it did when you drafted him. Mm -hmm. Sterling Uh, Shepard is the wide receiver one for this offense. Three receptions for 40 yards and a touchdown. I think Shepard is a wide receiver three moving forward. Jones is competent, and when he locks in on a receiver, there's been value. You know, it's been Shepard, it's been Slayton. I think now that Sterling Shepard is back at full health, I think he yeah. takes the wide receiver one uh, position on this team, and that makes him inherently a wide receiver three. You know, yeah, I think
1: I agree. I think you yeah. can drop Slayton and drop Tate. I think that that Shepard is the number one option. And I don't think there's, uh, I don't think this team is good enough to have a fantasy relevant wide receiver too.
0: Yeah. Especially with uh, Ingram being out, you know, I think that elevates Shepard more. Uh, And if Ingram were to come back, I think that would downgrade Shepard a little bit, uh, but I think he's still the wide receiver three category. He's heavily involved uh, and he's going to continue to get opportunities. This team is their defense is bad enough where they're going to need to be consistently throwing the ball. Next game we have is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers making Nick Foles lose his job. They crushed the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is not a game I predicted well at all. I thought this was going to be the game of the season for Nick Foles, and it ended up being the (laughs) nail in his coffin.
1: Well, technically, it was the last game of the season for Nick Foles, so you pretty close. Yep. Yeah, it's Pretty much the same thing based on importance. It might be his game of the season.
0: We will start with the Buccaneers. Um, Peyton Barber. I wish I could swear in this podcast Mm -hmm. uh, because the Ronald Jones, Peyton Barber thing is the most frustrating backfield in the NFL. Uh, Yeah. Other than the Cardinals, other than the Lions, (laughs) other than
1: the Bears. There's a lot of them.
0: Yeah, there's there's a lot of these freaking situations. It makes me want to
1: rip my hair out. Buccaneers are the original. They're the the ones who do it first. (laughs) They're the OGs. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Bruce Arians, you old son of a gun. Peyton Barber balls out 44 yards and two touchdowns. Ronald Jones, I just can't think of a word to describe how poor this was. Six carries for eight yards. Bruce Arians, after the game, he mentioned that Ronald Jones missed a blitz pickup, and he said, when you do that, you're out of the game. Wow. So Peyton Barber uh, was fine enough at picking up blitzes, even though he's not an extraordinary runner. Apparently he's a, a good enough, well-rounded player for Bruce Arians to trust. I'm not starting Barber. I'm not starting Jones. Nope. This is a situation I'm avoiding.
1: Yeah, I agree there. I. It's kind of like what you talked about earlier uh, a couple weeks ago where they just eat into each other's value, and I think uh, they kind of showed it here.
0: Mike Evans and Chris Godwin have forgettable days. Evans had 53 yards. Godwin had 50. Both of these players going into the week, they were both top three wide receivers in the NFL for fantasy football. Um, This is a, a tough stat line to digest, but better days are ahead. Stick with it. Jameis Winston will continue to pile up the yardage and touchdowns as well as interceptions, uh, but that's beside the point. Both of these guys are locked and loaded, wide receiver ones moving forward. Stinks having a down game like this, especially Mike Evans. He's another one of those yo-yo players who has just been slapping you in the face all season long mm-hmm. with big scores and low scores. But yeah, it's they're both wide receiver ones. Just a disappointing game from those guys. Yep, That's, that's all I think worth mentioning from the Buccaneers over to the Jaguars. Disappointing. Yeah, disappointing. Jaguars, speaking of disappointment, Nick Foles lost his starting job to Gardner Minshew. Foles is droppable. I am so sorry for telling you to stream him. That was not great. And I got burned as well, so I feel your pain, America. With Minshew being back, I think that elevates DJ Chark. Mm -hmm. Um, When Minshew was there, DJ Chark was clearly the number one. With Nick Foles, it seemed like he was sharing the love a little bit more. In this game, D.D. Westbrook, five receptions for 60 yards and a touchdown. I think this makes this offense better. I think this Minshew transition. You yep. know, Leonard Fournette, he seems to be... I feel like they want him to be like Derrick Henry. You know, they want him to be that big player that grinds the other team down. Um, but he's just not. He had 38 yards on the ground, nine receptions for 53, not an extraordinary stat line. He's mm. getting the work. Um, you know, he is what he is, I feel like at this point. You know, I think he's a a fine RB2 with RB one upside, but you know, he keeps getting these these games without touchdowns. And as as a fantasy player, touchdowns are king. So if you're not yeah, getting them, you're point. not gonna be a high performer. I like D.D. Westbrook moving forward. I think he's in the wide receiver three conversation. D.J. Chark, you know, disappointing game. Two receptions for 47 yards. I think that's to do with a little bit of the turmoil uh, mm-hmm. with his Jaguars team. I think he's still a locked-in wide receiver one, especially with Minshew coming back. Expect more of the
1: same. Yeah, I agree.
0: Moving on, we have the L.A. Rams, who just demolished the Arizona Cardinals, 34-7. to Jared Goff has a pretty good day, over 400 yards passing, two touchdowns. Todd Gurley finally scores, has a good day, 19 carries, 95 yards, and a touchdown. He's a clear running back one in this offense. Now that this is competitive, they seem to have given Daryl Henderson kind of a backseat. Mm-hmm. Henderson has a pretty good day, uh, but it is the Todd Gurley show.
1: Yeah, they're in they're in the playoff hunt, so they're doing everything they can to win these games.
0: Yep, and that includes feeding Todd Gurley. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cardinals have a terrible defense, and I'm happy to see that the Rams took the most of their opportunity. Uh, The player I did not expect to feast was Robert Woods. Yeah. 13 receptions, awesome, uh, for 132 yards. He's a great player. I mean, there was no doubt he's a talented player. This is a high-octane offense, but he's been disappointing this season because Goff hasn't had time to throw. Uh, I think this is... More of a testament as to how bad the Cardinals are <laughs> than I think so. Know, yeah. Any breakout performance. You know, this isn't a breakout. We've seen this before. I think Goff just finally had time to throw and he was comfortable. And this is what they're capable of. This is the offense we saw last year. Cooper Cup has a really good day, 65 yards and a touchdown. Just a great day all around for the Rams.
1: It's a good way to put it all around. uh, I mean, Brandon Cooks didn't have a good game, but...
0: Yeah, I don't think anybody was expecting one from him. You
1: said it last week, Woods over Cooks, so...
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, Rams, happy to see they can do this against an easy matchup. Mm -hmm. You know, this isn't the Rams team of last year or the year before, uh, but it's still a dangerous offense. I'm still starting Gurley with confidence, still starting Cup with confidence, uh, confidence, uh, and Woods, I'd say depending on matchup, yeah. If it's a non-intimidating pass rush, I'd start him. Mm-hmm. If it's a strong pass rush, I'm gonna sit him. Yeah, they got some same thing tough, with Goff.
1: They got some tough matchups coming up, but we'll get into that later.
0: Uh, on the Cardinals side of the ball, running back hell is across the league. Kenyon Drake, 13 carries for 31 yards. DJ Johnson is an afterthought. David <laughs> Johnson. DJ.
1: Well, uh, let's him DJ.
0: David Johnson is an afterthought this is a gross backfield uh kenyan drake is the only one i would start and that would be as a flex Um,
1: uh yeah that's a a rough start there it's very low end flex for me
0: i like drake more than like bo scarborough
1: yeah me too but bo scarborough (laughs) is a very low end flex for me as well
0: uh david johnson or not gosh I can't get him out of my head. Larry Fitzgerald, six receptions for 56 yards. Christian Kirk disappoints three receptions for 23 yards. Kyler Murray was, was playing hobbled. You know, he wasn't his full self. Uh, He did get a rushing touchdown, um, but you could tell he wasn't hundred percent. You know, this is a team that's still building. You know, Rams have a excellent, excellent defense. Mm -hmm. This is a team that knows each other very well. You know, I think just a forgettable day for the Cardinals. Excited to see what they can do moving forward. Uh, But they don't have the easiest matchups moving forward. So, Kenyon Drake, I think, is a flex. And everybody else, I'm pretty weary of, uh, especially moving forward. But recap, rough day, rough day. Cardinals looking forward to next year. Yep. Next up, we have the Oakland Raiders, who beat the... Oh, wait, no, that's not right. Oakland Raiders scored nine points against kansas city scoring a 40
1: 40 that's it
0: i can do a lot of math that's yeah. 31 more points than the oakland raiders scored
1: that's a that's that's a lot that's a lot that's a that's lot, lot. Raiders are definitely not looking as good as they were two weeks ago starting with
0: the raiders josh jacobs is a stud over 100 yards rushing in a blowout loss um Ooh, God, yeah, I just... Darren Waller, thank you. Seven receptions, 100 game. yards. Tyro Williams disappeared. Yeah. One reception for nine yards.
1: Pretty sure he was in my name of the week, so... Congratulations. Yeah, thank you.
0: You can take your victory
1: lap there. I will.
0: Um, yeah, this is a awful, awful game for the Raiders. They just imploded. I I can't... I wish I could give you a... A more satisfying reason for why they got destroyed like this. Derek Carr was benched in this game. They, it was just ugly. Um, I, I don't have much else to tell you about it. Do you no. have any more insight as to why the Raiders performed the way they did?
1: No, they're one of those teams, kind of like the Jets, where they they have a really good week and you start getting your hopes up, thinking that they're really good, and then I thought they you loved them. two bad weeks in a row. I do like them. I've never, I didn't say that I hated them. I still am, am I cheering that. for the Raiders, and I still want them to make playoffs. Um, it's going to be interesting next week when they play against the Titans. That's gonna, I'm going to have very conflicted feelings there. Um, but let's not think about that. We'll talk about that more in the next uh, episode. But yeah, I have no explanation on what's going on. All I know is that there's only two fantasy-relevant players from now moving forward, and that's Josh Jacobs and Darren Waller. That's it.
0: I feel like... Derek Carr, is like the human equ is the human equivalent of like a Chevy Malibu. You're not excited, but it's okay.
1: <laughs> it's like it's like when you're getting when you get a Chevy Malibu as your first car. You're yeah. like, I'll you're take like, oh, it. Oh, neat. Yeah, like, I'll thank take you. it. But you like, know, I could have done a lot worse. I'm gonna start looking at other options though.
0: Yeah, that's like if you won in a contest. You're like, oh wow. That's cool. I'm going to sell it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, now I got to pay card insurance.
0: Yeah, thanks. Um, Oh, that's mean. Now I feel bad. Oh, well. Yeah, over to the Chiefs side of the ball. And over to the Raiders. Let's finish this up. Mm. This This is a good team. You know, this was a horrible day for them. But Darren Waller, heavily involved, good player. Josh Jacobs, running back of the future. Tyrell Williams had a bad day, but... You know, I think he is a serviceable wide receiver three moving forward. His, yeah. his touchdown streak has ended. He he started the season so strong, really tailed off. Uh, but with Renfro being out, that added to Waller. And Tyrell Williams just wasn't able to. He's not a wide receiver one. You know, he's not that level no. of talent. So better days are ahead. Over to the Chiefs side of the ball. Patrick Mahomes, kind of a, a mediocre day. You know, when you drafted him to be a game breaker. He has let you down in a major way this season.
1: Well, I think Mm -hmm. it had something to do with them taking the early lead. I mean, the Raiders didn't score any points until the fourth quarter. So Pat Mahomes didn't need to do much this game. Right.
0: Yeah. And and that's true, but that doesn't make it feel any better for your fantasy
1: team. Absolutely not.
0: Uh, Yeah, man, Damien Williams out with an injury. Darwin Thompson carried the load. Uh, He was the, the main player that, that, did things.
1: Yeah.
0: 11 carries 44 yards and a touchdown LaShawn McCoy, 5 carries if you started him, you got very lucky 10 yeah. yards and a touchdown this backfield is gross with Damien Williams being out I think LaShawn McCoy would be my
1: choice to start,
0: but even yeah. that I don't feel good about. You have Darwin Thompson you have Darryl Williams Daryl
1: Williams caught a TD this, this game so there's yeah. 3 separate running backs getting a touchdown they ran, I think, let, let me do some quick math here uh they, they ran the ball with eight different people this game nice i mean two um, of them were quarterbacks but
0: yeah i i feel like if i had to rank the running backs if everybody were healthy mm-hmm. it'd be damien williams yep sean mccoy yep daryl williams and Ooh. darwin thompson
1: i think that's where i might switch i might go darwin thompson over Daryl williams
0: that's fine. I think you're wrong. Yeah, it's really um, not a big deal. But yeah, I, I'm not starting anybody. Honestly, I don't have any
1: of them on my team.
0: And even McCoy, if if uh, Damian Williams is out again, Lashawn McCoy, he's a desperation flex. I don't want to. I don't want to have to trust anybody on this team. Yeah, we've seen people get burned by Darwin. We've seen people get burned by Daryl. It doesn't matter who you are, if you're the running back, unless you're Damian Williams, it's gonna be rocky. Yeah, it's like that a uh, meme. You're not gonna. You just. You're just not gonna have a good time. I'm yeah, too old to cool. talk about memes. Uh, yeah. Travis Kelsey, five receptions for 90 yards. He is the clear tight end one. Maybe not in this game, but uh, he's involved. He's talented. You're starting him with confidence. By I know you would like to see a touchdown, but this is some attractive involvement. Gotta love him. Tyree Kill, mm. disappointing day. Five receptions for 55 yards. I think this is a matter of they got up big early. Tyreek Hill is coming back from an injury still. I think they were just letting him rest. So I do still like Tyreek Hill as a top eight wide receiver moving forward. Disappointing game, but it was an easy win. So I'm not surprised that they chose to rest their star player.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Next up, we have the LA Chargers, who lost to the Denver Broncos in heart-sinking fashion. We both predicted that just rough yeah. for the chargers who just continue to find new ways to lose they are terrible yeah that's man so they bad. are so
1: good at finding ways to lose that's yeah let me They've, give them that compliment i think the last like four losses were less than 7 points
0: um this was a fantastic game for the fantasy options melvin gordon 20 carries for 99 yards austin eckler balls out he has over hundred and sixty total yards and a touchdown. Keenan Allen, sixty-eight yards and a touchdown. Mike Williams, over a hundred yards. the The main losers uh, is honestly it's Mike Williams or uh, not Mike Williams. It's Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry, yeah. Two receptions for ten yards. Uh, Broncos are a tough matchup against tight ends, but you know I was hoping that Hunter Henry would be on that tight end one level where he could start him, start him no matter what. Yeah, that was not the case. Two receptions for 10 yards is ugly. I'm still starting him as a tight end one moving forward, uh, but this was certainly a game to forget.
1: Yeah, I'm starting to fade on him a little bit.
0: Yeah, uh, don't stream Phillip Rivers if you have just any desire to win at fantasy football. Over to the Broncos side of the ball. Uh, Congratulations to Drew Locke, his first NFL start and his first NFL win. He is the most winningest... Uh, quarterback in the NFL.
1: He's <laughs> got the highest win percentage.
0: If you like stats, that's factually correct. Um, one for one, you can't beat it. Straight he's better. Stats. He's won more games this season. <laughs> His win percentage this season is better than Lamar Jackson. There you
1: go. MVP. That's a he's beating Lamar Jackson in something.
0: That's. That's just stats. Yeah. You know, that's that's how it falls. Yep. Um, Philip Lindsay was the lead running back, seventeen carries, which is great. Fifty-eight yards, not so great. Uh-uh. True star of the show, Cortland Sutton. Who? Cortland Sutton. <laughs> he only had four receptions. That's alarming. Yeah. However, he made the most of them. Seventy-four yards, two yeah. touchdowns. He just makes excellent catches and this was against a fantastic defensive player uh casey hayward is Mm -hmm. i would argue one of those borderline shutdown corners corley sutton won with drew Locke throwing him the football congratulations sutton you uh, you know like i said in my intro he's a hero you know he kind of went from being one of those afterthoughts to being a, a real star he's wide receiver nine on the year um, and he's wow. a locked and loaded every week stardom. Just imagine if he had like, like oh, an elite quarterback. If again. he was traded to the Packers, that would start drooling.
1: Or if Rodgers was traded to the Broncos,
0: I don't like. <laughs> I don't like that as much.
1: But if yeah, I mean he can do this with Drew Lock. Imagine when he he can do it with anyone. Honestly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Uh, Noah Fant has a forgettable day. Uh, and that sums up the Broncos. Yeah, this is really a, a strange team, a and team. I think it's really just going to be Philip Lindsay and Sutton moving forward yeah. as fantasy options.
1: Really trying to figure things out this season, and uh, I don't think they've came up to any conclusions <laughs> except for Cortland Sutton is good, really good.
0: They are looking forward to
1: next year. Yeah.
0: The New England Patriots fall to the Houston Texans. Oh, snap. America wins this week. Because yeah. the Cowboys lost and the Patriots, Patriots lost. lost yep. The New England Patriots. This was not a good game for them. It really did seem like the Texans had their number pretty much all game. Yeah, James White had two touchdowns. He broke out in a major way. He was just an absolute superstar this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of his touchdowns came towards the end of the game. I would argue and call it garbage time.
1: I would call it garbage time. And yeah. he...
0: The Texans didn't seem like they wanted to tackle. <laughs> it was no. just it was James White just running down the field. Um, yeah, so yeah. Fantasy points still count. Awesome for mm. your fantasy team. Uh, I don't expect him to replicate this moving forward. Absolutely. not. Uh, no. And the Patriots played worse than their score suggests.
1: Yeah, it was all garbage time there because Texans had the lead. I think it was what, 28 to nine. Yeah, 28 to nine in the fourth quarter. So they kind of they kind of just started giving up and then the patriots just took advantage of that scored a couple more points made it 22-28 they more than doubled their points in the fourth quarter in garbage time so but good for james white Julian <laughs> Edelman got a touchdown in there 6 good receptions for you. good for you 6 receptions you 106 yards and a touchdown um but yeah it was it, this the stat line doesn't show how bad the patriots were this game
0: Tom Brady is a hot name, uh, but he should be nowhere near your starting lineup. Yeah, Um, yeah, no, Sonny Michelle, unfortunately, 10 carries for 45 yards. He is in that tier of running back where he's a watered-down Mark Ingram. Yeah. Actually, he's a Mark Ingram without the excellent offense right now. Yeah. Uh, You know, it's that weird realm of 40 to 70 yards, and you hope he scores a touchdown. I think I'll leave it at that. Yeah. The Texans, um, you know, I was pretty low on DeAndre Hopkins, and I was right, he did not catch a touchdown. He did, however, Uh throw a touchdown, which I did not see coming. That was so man, congrats to DeAndre Hopkins. He only had five receptions for 64 yards. But with that throwing by throwing a touchdown, he has a serviceable day. Um Pretty unorthodox, but hey, fantasy points are fantasy points. I do want uh, to say,
1: give him, give him props. He put up five receptions, sixty-four yards against Stefan Gilmore. Man,
0: I still consider that a win. I still consider That's that a win. win
1: for Gilmore. Gilmore, really? Yeah,
0: I think that counts as a a really good job for Gilmore. Have you seen DeAndre Hopkins? <laughs> the man is a freak of nature.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, you Hopkins, know how
0: hard it is yeah. to stop him.
1: It's hard. It's hard, but you know, I think that. Yeah,
0: I think think that's that's a win for both of them. I think uh, the the fact that Hopkins didn't tear up your team is a credit to Gilmore. And the fact that Hopkins, you know, caught 64 yards against such an elite corner is impressive. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Carlos Hyde sucks. Don't start him. Uh, 10 carries for 17 yards. He is who we thought he was. He's gross. Uh, Duke Johnson has a better stat line. Duke Johnson has actually bad. been stringing together a couple of good games in PPR. Do you think he's worth looking at as a flex?
1: Uh I, do, I don't want to say yes to that. <laughs> don't want to say yes to that. I've been a big fan of Carlos Hyde for a while. Oh, you would be. I'm still oh going to say no.
0: God, you're the worst.
1: Well, I because I picked up Carlos Hyde like very early on in the year. And then Duke Johnson was that player where when he touched the ball, I was upset because I had Carlos Hyde. Um, I, I'm still going to say no, though. I'm still going to say no. He, he's been putting up okay numbers, and he just got a touchdown this week, which made him really good. But, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. His last I, good game before that was week eight.
0: I see where you're coming from, and I agree. These two teams, it's fun watching both of them. You know, the, the Patriots, you know, they're so good at figuring out how to make plays Mm -hmm. Uh, and the Texans are just such a dynamic offense, especially with Watson. You know, this was a, a, this was a fun duel. Um, Bill O'Brien used to work for Bill Belichick. He was on the Patriots staff. So I I was really expecting Belichick uh, to wipe the floor with Bill O'Brien, but congrats to the Texans. They, they won this one for America. Next up, we have my personal favorite game of the week. Dude, the you would Seattle Seahawks absolutely crush.
1: Absolutely crush. Get Minnesota out of here. Minnesota Vikings. Get out of here. It wasn't even absolutely crushed. Andrew, it was,
0: can you please tell me why yeah. the Minnesota Vikings are purple? Because they
1: are always yeah. choking. There you go. I but feel like I was the one who told you that joke like a year ago.
0: Uh, it's actually posted on every bridge in Minnesota.
1: Yeah. There you go. That is a fact. I, listen, uh, starting it, was with a, the it was a good game. It was a good game. It was just, a, you know, it was intense all the way up to the last, you know, minute of the game. So I'm not ups- that too, I'm not too upset about it. That's all I'm saying.
0: Yeah, yeah. And Andrew, I think you might have uh, broken out there a little bit. Can you recap what you said about the Vikings game? So you said, I I heard you say, it was a good game, even though it was a loss. Uh, what yeah. followed that?
1: It was close all the way up to the last minute. Okay. I feel like there's a joke coming here.
0: <laughs> there really was not a joke.
1: Oh, I, did, I thought you were setting me up for something. I was no, like no. trying to figure out what happened. <laughs> trying to like, shield yourself. Come oh, next, yeah. yeah. I've,
0: I've sure done a number on you. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's start with the Vikings. Kirk Cousins has an efficient game. 276 yeah. yards, two touchdowns. Pretty good. Yeah, he is very serviceable. Yeah. He is the most above average quarterback I think you'll ever
1: find. Mm-hmm. You like that? He did oh, better than Wilson. This week. He's not better than Wilson. Get I said he did here. better than Wilson. Yeah, he did better than Wilson this week.
0: Dalvin Cook, nine carries for 29 yards and a touchdown, but mm-hmm. he left the game early with a shoulder injury. Yeah. He said he should be fine for week 14. Do you oh, believe oh. it? Uh, and how does that make you feel?
1: uh am I in therapy now I probably should be because I'm a Vikings fan but uh I I think it doesn't sound too serious but I, there's not enough information yet for me to you know come to a conclusion we'll know more in the next episode week 14 preview um but it really really makes me nervous because even if he does play week 14 I still feel like they're going to they they're not going to they're gonna share a lot with Madison because they don't want to push it. You know, we're making that playoff push. They don't want oh, to you? risk re injuring. Yes, sixth seed. We're actually in the playoffs. No, we're in the playoffs right now. And the only one that's a uh, only team that's in the race is the Rams, and they got a tough schedule. But Well,
0: I guess you can't choke if you don't make it.
1: Uh we can't choke if we're actually <laughs> we're we got good matchups, man. And we're gonna make playoffs. So but that's, I that's the spirit. They're going to be very cautious with Delvin Cook um, week 14 and maybe week 15. So, uh, we'll, again, we'll know okay, more information yeah, nobody about Nobody cares
0: this. about the playoff uh, implications.
1: Uh- <laughs> yeah, but no, but because of the playoff <laughs> implications, he's going to get less shares.
0: Interesting. Um, yeah, Delvin Cook, I do expect to... Be fine. I think you might end up with early season Todd Gurley uh, for the rest of the regular season. Unfortunately,
1: yeah, that's a good way to look at it.
0: Um, yeah, Madison is a must own. If you mm-hmm. do own Dalvin Cook, I hope and I pray that you listen to us and picked him up as the handcuff. He was the high, I think, the highest value handcuff in the NFL. So hopefully, you picked him up. And if you don't have him, um, pick him up immediately. Even if you don't own Dalvin Cook. If this injury is worse than people expected, uh, this could be major. Kyle Rudolph continues to impress in Adam Thielen's absence. Uh, with Adam Thielen being out, you know it, it really did uh, end up being uh, impressive with what Kyle Rudolph was able to do. Four receptions for 50 yards and a touchdown. He gets it done. Uh, as long as Thielen is out, you know I'm starting Kyle Rudolph as a, a tight end one. You know he's getting it done. Yeah, and in addition to Cal Rudolph, Stefan Diggs uh, pooped the bed in a big way. Uh, four receptions for 25 yards. I'm not a Diggs guy. I have never owned Stefan Diggs. I never intend to own Stefan Diggs, um, but he was showing some relevance uh, this season, and especially with Thielen being out. Mm-hmm. You would assume that the number one option for Kirk Cousins would be. Uh, a fantasy football producer. How do you feel about Stefan Diggs uh with Thielen, without Thielen, and after this game?
1: Well, with Thielen, uh he's one of those players where I don't want I I still think he's good enough to be on a team, but I I don't want to start him. Um he is kind of like that yo yo player. So for example this game twenty five yards last game 121 yards and on a touchdown. Game before that forty nine yards. Game before that four. So I I it's the playoffs. If most fantasy leagues is the playoffs start this week. And I would rather go with someone more safe, especially when Thielen's playing.
0: Stefan Diggs reminds me of a groundhog.
1: Ask Was me it? why, why?
0: <laughs> he pops up every once in a while. Yeah. And when he does pop up, it's a big deal. And he pops down yeah. again. Like what? And there's Where, a whole you
1: holiday go? around him. And he tells you if, there's yeah. gonna be four more weeks of winter or something like
0: oh, that. Oh, and it's such a big deal whenever yeah. he pops out. And he yeah. goes back underground again. That's Stefan Diggs. Hey, I can't stand the guy. Him. No, nobody loves him. What? I'm talking about the groundhog. Oh, I I would <laughs> rather draft the groundhog than draft Stefan Diggs.
1: No, I like that. I like Diggs.
0: Get out of here. Right, Diggs. Um yeah, other than that, I mean that sums up this Vikings team. Mm-hmm. I have no well, interest in I think anybody else um adam thielen i'm hoping is back you know they do need him for the Mm -hmm. uh for the playoff push uh, for the vikings yeah and fantasy football i'm curious to see how they do uh how do they do this thielen's been out for a while you know this is a a more significant injury than i think people originally suspected Mm -hmm. Uh, but soft tissue injuries are notorious for being difficult to come back from especially mid-season so hopefully he'll be back if he continues to be out Diggs, as much as i hate to admit it is still a start kyle rudolph is a must start and dalvin cook uh, i'm curious to see where that workload turns out Mm -hmm. over to the seahawks side of the ball russell wilson has a kirk cousins like stat line there you go 240 yards two touchdowns one interception i think the real story is the running game once Mm -hmm. again we have another freaking backfield that's unclear Uh, Chris Carson, 23 carries. That's great. 102 yeah. yards and a touchdown. That is great as well. But Rashad Penny balls out in a huge way. 15 carries for 74 yards and a touchdown. Four receptions for 33 yards and a touchdown. Oh, God. You can't stop annoying, playing Rashad right? Penny. I mean, you yeah. need to keep getting Penny going if you're the Seahawks. Chris Carson's not going anywhere, uh, but neither is Rashad Penny. So I think right now, you know, it's a 1B and it's a 1C situation. There is no 1A. Um, yeah, ugh, just a gross feeling. And Chris Carson is a fumble away from being benched uh, for Rashad Penny, who's been great. Yeah. So I think, unfortunately, I think we actually have kind of a Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams situation um, where I think Rashad Penny is a little bit better than Jamal Williams. Uh, And I think Aaron Jones is a little bit better than Chris Carson. But no, it's similar where you kind of need to pay attention to both. So Chris Carson, you're starting. Um, You just have to bite the bullet and do Mm. it. Do you think Rashad Penny
1: has enough standalone value to start? Oh, I mean, he's had two great, really great games in a row. Um, But I'm too afraid to start him. (laughs) I would still be still be cautious. I mean, he is being way more involved now. Um, the reason why he was involved this game is because carson got a, a slight injury in the first quarter um and then they you know gave it to penny and he did really well uh, so they just kind of stuck with him for a while uh hey andrew yeah. uh, how can you determine if an injury is slight because carson came back in the game hmm. okay. that's why that's why i say it was a slight I feel injury. like
0: you don't have the clearance to diagnose injuries uh, i however can assume severe they may
1: be I can assume because if it was a severe injury, he wouldn't. He wouldn't have came back in the game. But
0: okay, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah,
1: yeah. Carson played um, after he got injured, but they were still splitting time. But this is like three weeks in a row where Carson's either fumbled or got injured, so they put in Penny instead. And it it makes me nervous. But to long story short, no, I don't feel comfortable <laughs> enough.
0: Yeah, between slight injuries and fumbles, Chris Carson is, unfortunately, his arrow is pointing down. Uh, and on the flip side, Rashad Penny's is pointing up. Mm. I would be willing to start Penny as a flex. You know, he is more involved. 15 carries is great, but he's also getting involved in the passing game. He had four receptions last week and looked great with it. So I think Chris Carson is going to be losing those uh, those passing down plays to Rashad Penny and this team runs a lot and they run effectively. So I, I think Rashad Penny will have standalone value. I do like him more than Jamal Williams. I'm curious to see how this plays out. Yeah. Um, I'm curious if Rashad Penny does become the bonafide number one by the end of the season. Uh And next year it's the Penny show. Mm-hmm. That's what they draft him to do. Rashad Penny is a first round pick. You know, they, they did draft him uh, to be their starter. So interesting. See how it goes. Chris Carson pointing down Rashad Penny pointing up DK Metcalf continues to get it done. Six receptions, 75 yards, no egregious drops. uh, Nothing that made me want to throw the remote at the TV. He's a good player. And I think I think he might be rookie of the year. uh, Aside from Josh Jacobs. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I would say he's close. He came close to offensive rookie of the year. Um, it was funny because most of the time Metcalf was matched up. Um, he was either matched up against Xavier Rhodes, which is where he got most of the receptions, or Mike Hughes, who's like 5'11", is a very tiny man. So Metcalf definitely took advantage um, of the terrible game that the Vikings defense had. But...
0: Here's a question for you, Andrew. Mm. Uh, who would give better coverage, Xavier Rhodes or a empty chip bag blowing
1: across the field? <laughs> that's a good. That's a good question because the you now the chip bag could fly up into the face mask and more distract unpredictable. the receiver. So there is a slight chance where <laughs> there is no chance that Xavier Rhodes will make a stop because they threw yep. at you know the receiver that Rhodes was covering eight times, and they got eight receptions for ninety nine yards and a touchdown. I mean that is just that's well, god awful. In the
0: chip up. bag at the beginning of the game had value. Um, yeah. yeah. Tyler Lockett yeah. put up put up a big stinker. Zero mm-hmm. receptions for zero yards. He was playing sick. You know, they revealed he was suffering from an illness. Um, it sounds like it's it affected a lot of Seahawk players uh, on Monday night. Yeah. Um, I do expect him to get better. Uh, Tyler Lockett, I think, is still locked and loaded. Uh, wide receiver one, especially mm-hmm. in this offense. Hopefully he gets straightened out. That sums up our recap of our week 13 games. Now is time for our who smashed, who crashed segment yeah. of the week. I'll start with a smash player of the week. I have Devonte Parker versus Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia is a solid defense, and Devonte Parker smashed him. 159 yards, two touchdowns, great catches, great yards after catch. He's consistent with Larry, not Larry Fitzgerald. Ryan Fitzpatrick, completely different go. person, and he has got great matchups coming up. He has the Jets, the Giants, and the Bengals next Ooh. three weeks. Devontae Parker is going to be a league winner. Mark my words. Devontae Parker,
1: yeah, smashed it. I I wanted to put Devontae Parker, but I knew that you were going to put him down. I He's just my knew boy. it. Yeah. So you put well, your boy down. I, I will
0: say this is like my fourth year of having Devontae Parker. And this is the first up. year
1: he has actually yeah. made me happy to have him. So, yeah, if you put down your boy, I'm putting down my boy. Now we didn't talk about him because they played on Thanksgiving. Um, I put down Cole Beasley.
0: I put Somebody down
1: the, grabbed the cream. The, got the <laughs> I got the Beasles. He got six receptions <laughs> for 110 yards and one TD He was the number one receiver there. Um, He's still getting touchdowns. I'm telling you, he's like one of the most valuable flex players out there. Shut up. Get, what are you talking about? Most valuable flex players out there. Dude. Oh, my God. Out there as in like free agents. He's owned by only okay. 11% of leagues. Yeah. yeah. He's in the last, let's see, one, two, three. Uh, he's got six touchdowns out of the last eight games. He's got tough matchups coming up. He's got some tough matchups coming up. Yeah. But, you know. I think uh I think he's up for the challenge and uh hopefully hopefully he can uh hopefully the Beasles will will spread. <laughs> yeah. To <laughs> everyone so around unpleasant. the globe. Sounds unpleasant. Yeah.
0: My next Smash player is Devontae Adams versus the Giants.
1: I like the Devontaes.
0: Double Devante. Devante yeah. double down. Devontae Adams, thank yeah, heavens yeah. you finally showed up. It's been a long season. I drafted you to be my wide receiver one. And you have fallen short of that this season. Thank you for delivering in week 13. Two touchdowns, yes please, and 64 yards. You lived up to what I drafted you for.
1: All right, I'm going with the number two running back this week, and it's Darius Geis. This is Darius Geis. Surprisingly, he didn't get as many carries as Adrian Peterson, but he did a lot more with it. Can you guess what his average yards per carry was this game? If I were to guess, yeah, I would say 15 yards per carry. Okay, that's a little too much. But he had 10 <laughs> carries, 129 yards, two TDs. So if you do the math there, it's pretty easy. 12.9 yards per carry. He got two touchdowns. He did so good that the Panthers fired their head coach. So very, very happy that he's back. Um, I wish he would get more of the carries over Adrian Peterson, but I'm just happy that he put up uh as many points as he did.
0: My final Smash Player of the Week is another wide receiver, and Ooh, another player that so I've mentioned. Two. I think I counted uh 23 times on this podcast. Oh boy, Cortland Sutton against oh, the Chargers. He was an a Nate player of the week for me. I did not think he was going to get the better of Casey Hayward. Mm-hmm. He proved me wrong. I'm a believer. I'm a believer. All-star smash mouth. There it is. I you, believe you
1: put in like four references right there.
0: All in one. That was, I believe, crazy. I believe, I believe yeah. I'm a believer. Cortland Sutton, four receptions, 74 yards, two touchdowns, amazing catches. With Drew freaking Locke throwing the football, yes, you're my boy, Cortland Sutton.
1: You smashed it. There you go. Um, my last smash player is another running back. Uh, I went with Derrick Henry. So this is kind of an obvious one. He, he's he, he got 26 carries for 149 yards and one TD. I love that. 26 carries is insane. Um, he's the number think he's what the number 5 running back of the year. I feel I'm like, shocked
0: it's not more.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's I I don't know, I feel like he's still being overlooked somehow. He is yeah, amazing. Right. Uh in the last 3 games he's averaging like over 160 total scrimmage yards. Which is insane. So, yeah, I I I put him as smash cuz he's just the last couple of weeks has been performing amazing. So I dig it
0: and moving on to players who crashed i dig it my first crash player of the week is that was more of a scary sound than a car crash that was like a
1: creaky door
0: yeah yeah i'll work on that for next week yeah Uh, tyler lockett versus minnesota zero for zero that's not gonna pay the fantasy bills uh he may have been sick that does not help your fantasy team tyler lockett put up Mm a big old
1: zero. Thanks for nothing. You crashed. Yeah, I thought Tyler Lockwood would match up against Xavier Rhodes and he didn't. Um I got Tyreek Hill. Now this is this is I I wanted to put Tyler Lockett down. But he uh Tyreek didn't do bad. That's what that noise was. Five receptions, 55 yards. But against Oakland, I just kind of expected more from a a receiver who, you know, went late first round, early second round. He you expect to be a, a game changer or a game winner. So I don't know. I feel like he didn't do enough to make me happy this week.
0: I am with you there. My next crash player is Hunter Henry against Denver. Two receptions for 10 yards. I, I was hoping you were matchup proof. Uh, not the case. You let me down in a major way. Looking forward to better weeks. Hunter Henry. Two receptions for 10 yards. You
1: crashed it. All right. My second crash player, Nick Foles. Nick Foles matched up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which had the second worst secondary in the NFL. Uh, went 7 for 14, threw for 93 yards, and threw an interception. And at that point, they gave up on him. They started Gardner Minshew, or they put in Gardner Minshew, I should say. Um, it sounds like Nick Foles' season is over. Uh, they're going with Minshew next week. This was his opportunity, and he he blew it. So yeah, he crashed.
0: Yeah, we'll always have Philly. Uh-huh. Super Bowl <sighs> MVP. Nick we Coleman. share our final crash player oh. of the week. That was pretty. Kevin Coleman. Yeah. Five rushes for six yards. One catch for nine yards. Come on, man.
1: That's you... a different segment. <laughs> We can't, we can't steal it. You can't do that. Yeah. Scratch. Sorry, random ass. <laughs> uh, yeah. Tevin
0: Coleman versus Baltimore. This was a tough matchup, uh, but, you know, the 49ers have a really good run game. I was expecting a little more <laughs> than 15 total yards. Um, not only did you not play well, you lost your role this week to Raheem Mostert. What the heck? And it's it's not even that... You know, you were outplayed. It'd be different if both players played poorly. Um, but you did nothing. And Mostert had 19 carries. He had 146 yards and a touchdown. He produced. You didn't. Tevin Coleman, the heck are you doing? Yes, you, you crashed in a major yeah. way.
1: Come on, dude. Awesome. Thank yeah. you for that. No, I worked my way around the trademark there. <laughs>
0: Smart. Yeah. That wraps up our week 13 recap. Thank you Mm -hmm. all so much for the three people still listening to us at this point. We really appreciate you uh, downloading and listening. If this is your first, thank you. If it is a repeat listener, we appreciate it even more. Thank you all so much. If you do appreciate us, please feel free to leave us a review on whatever platform you are listening to us on. It goes a really long way. And for three goofballs who love talking about fantasy football, it makes a world of difference. Thank you so much. You are the reason we do what we do. Have a terrific rest of the week, and we look forward to previewing week fourteen with you later this week.
1: Uh hey still hasn't stopped.